Now, we're going to start in Russia and in Moscow. The opposition leader, Alexei Navalny, has been buried. He was laid to rest at a cemetery in the last uh, 90 minutes or so. This is all two weeks after his death was announced in a prison where he was serving 19-year sentence. His parents were there, but his wife and children are abroad. Uh, his brother wasn't there either. He is on a wanted list. Well, earlier, a funeral ceremony was held on the other side of the river at the church, the icon of the Mother of God, in an area where he used to live. There was a heavy police presence outside the church and also a long line of people holding flowers and candles, snaking all the way down the road. People chanted his name and you weren't afraid and neither are we. Navalny's allies live-streamed events online and they've accused President Putin of murdering him. Well, shortly after the burial, Yulia paid tribute to her husband on social media. She thanked him for 26 years of absolute happiness and wrote, I don't know how to live without you, but I will try my best to make you up there happy, me and proud of me. Let's speak now to Vitaly Shevchenko, Russia editor, BBC Monitoring. Vitaly, an extraordinary couple of hours in Moscow. They were. Russia's most popular opposition figure is dead and buried and what's significant about this event is that so many Russians turned out to demonstrate their support for Alexei Navalny and his cause despite official pressure for these um, for the funeral to be as uh, less conspicuous as as little conspicuous as possible um, the big question now is what next for the Russian opposition, it's all but quashed, gone in Russia. Key associates of Alexei Navalny, including his wife, are abroad in exile. There's no organized political force within Russia that will be able to challenge Vladimir Putin in the presidential elections in two, uh, in two weeks' time. And the Kremlin, it appears, it did not see the funeral and the church service as enough of a, of a threat. It allowed it to happen. As far as we know, there have been no arrests at, at these events and those Russians are now going home after attending the funeral. And it's a dark day for Russian democracy. And were you and were observers surprised that it was allowed to go ahead, that that many people were allowed? Or as you just mentioned there, your assessment the Kremlin made an assessment that it was fine. I would argue that the optics of arresting people at a church or at a funeral would be very bad for the Kremlin, whose ideology is so deeply rooted in what it calls traditional values, i.e. conservative values designed to appeal to orthodox believers. So this is a scenario that the Kremlin was keen to avoid. And also the Kremlin, as far as we know, was desperate to make sure that this funeral does not become a rallying point for what's left of the opposition in, in Russia. But so far, as we speak, no arrests. And the people at the funeral, they chanted very critical slogans, including Putin is a murderer, and uh, they accused the authorities of um, killing Alexei Navalny. That was 
allowed to happen and no arrests were made as far as we know. And what about the opposition now as we move forward? And give us a sense of how many people in Russia will have known about what happened just now? It's still possible to access independent media sources from within Russia. It's more difficult. You need to be able to use various uh, technical tricks, but it's still possible. And the numbers of Russians who turned out to attend the funeral, it shows that there's a significant number of them. And it's reasonable to assume that there's, there are many more who share Alexei Navalny's views, but are very painfully aware of the risks associated um, with demonstrating your public opposition in, in Russia. Even um, gauging public opinion is very difficult in Russia. People have been arrested for voicing their, their views critical of the Kremlin's policies in opinion polls. So it's a very repressive atmosphere within Russia right now. Okay, Vitaly, stay there. Thank you very much uh, for the moment. We're back uh, with more analysis from you in a moment. We'll speak now to uh, Natalia Pelevina, who's a Russian opposition uh, activist and politician. Thank you very much for coming on the programme. Thank you. What are your thoughts today, your reaction to what happened in Moscow? It's a very dark day. It's um, extremely painful um, to see Alexei gone, really for gone for good now and it, and it, we saw the pictures you know until you see it you don't believe it almost um and um it's un completely unclear what what is next for the russian opposition and, uh, and you, you sorry sorry to jump in there but you knew him oh yes yes we worked together for for many years um and um he was he was hope for a lot of people even when he was in prison he sort of symbolized hope um and what i'm hearing from our friends and colleagues that the hope is now uh, is now gone. So this is uh, this is a huge tra tragedy. Also, it was it, for no reason at all. But we somehow many of us felt that he will uh, outlive Vladimir Putin, that he will somehow in the, even in those horrible conditions that he was in, uh, in a penal, penal colony, uh, that he would survive. Um, so this came as a complete shock. Um, and um, and we're you know we're trying to fi find our footing again and and a new hope uh, for, for for the future, but it's very very difficult at the moment. And what does this mean for the opposition in Russia now? Well, the opposition has been uh, repressed uh, significantly over the past few years. Um, um, it, it, it is true that many have fled the country, especially after the, the Putin started this horrible, brutal war in Ukraine. Uh, most of uh, Navalny's, Alexei Navalny's colleagues are abroad. Um, and so there's really no significant movement, uh, no other leader other than Alexei, who is now gone, in Russia. So it's, it's very hard to organize any protest. Um, and uh, it's unclear uh, what happens next, unfortunately. So what about people, opposition abroad, like yourself, what kind of influence, impact is it possible to have? Very little, um, I'll be honest. Um, the, the propaganda is working 
very heavily and, and hard and unfortunately effectively against us in Russia. They're saying that we're all hired by, you know, CIA and things like that. Um, a lot of people believe that because unfortunately still a lot of people believe the news. And uh, and therefore, um, however hard we try to reach the Rus our Russian audiences, uh, it's not easy. And it's even more hard to, even, to organize anything that could potentially harm the regime. And just lastly, Natalia, what do you think Alexei Navalny's legacy will be? I think it will be a lasting legacy. I think his um, bravery will uh, will will be something of a of a legend, and um, I think he will he will be valued in Russia. I think eventually, not at the moment, not not so much, unfortunately, but I think he will hold his place in Russian history. We will see that in the future, in the coming decades. Natalia Pavlina, thank you very much for coming on the programme and talking to us. Thank you. Uh, these are the live pictures that we were just uh, keeping an eye on there. The cemetery in Moscow, where the burial service has taken place of Alexei Navalny. Vitaly is still with me. Vitaly, just uh, listening to those voices of the opposition, a real mixture there. I suppose, I mean, that frustration you could hear in her voice and the sadness that opposition outside Russia, from her perspective, just isn't going to have the kind of impact that she would want. And, a, um, and yet conviction that Alexei Navalny will have a, an enduring legacy. It would be very difficult for Kremlin critics outside of Russia to have an impact within Russia, given that there's no organized structure or a political force. The anti-corruption foundation founded by Alexei Navalny has been outlawed as extremist. So it's, well, there's absolutely nothing. It's a barren landscape within Russia. And to give you an idea of how unprecedented what uh, is what happened to Alexei Navalny, even in the uh, Soviet Union after the death of Joseph Stalin, Key dissidents, dissidents known worldwide with big names such as uh, Sakharov and Solzhenitsyn, they were allowed to live. They were sent into exile, but they still lived. So the death of Alexei Navalny harks back to the darkest days of Stalinism. Vitaly, thank you very much for your analysis. Thank you.